I think we should just record the episode like that. I think I should just claim we should that just I pretend did, that everything was fine and that I did everything that we planned to do. <laughs> Howdy, this is Thursday, March 16th, 2017, and this is episode 39 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined as always by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Uh, I'm feeling good. So that's, Are you? that's newsworthy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you feeling that good? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, I've got my, my maker's mark here, thanks to you. Oh, uh, that's good. I don't know if I ever actually thanked you in person, but very nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah, you were in too bad a shape to do that. It's just like, uh, what is this that you're giving me? (laughs) Is everything really good with Marilyn just losing? It was that was pretty bad. Yeah, it wasn't the best. It was as expected, but still not great. Nah. So, for those of you who don't know, both Craig and I went to the University of Maryland, and as of about an hour ago, they are officially out of the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah, I wish I could say it was a surprise, but it really wasn't. No. I certainly picked Xavier in my brackets. Let's just put it that way. Oh, I didn't, but I didn't have much faith. I didn't have much faith. Yeah. So I was talking to my wife before we came up here, and and she was like, yeah, I picked Maryland to make the Sweet 16. I'm like, why would you do that? And she's like, I knew they were going to lose, but I just felt like I had to. Yeah, I I can. I... So I sort of have a rule that I've broken a lot lately, which is like I never gamble in a way where – I'll be disappointed if my team wins. So like I don't bet against my team. So mm-hmm. in like football pick them, I always pick the Ravens to win, even though like last season I knew that they were terrible and I really thought they were going to lose like every game, including against the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't pick against them because I'm like, I'm not going to put myself in a position to be happy when they lose. So you and, like to du- double down on it. Yeah, I do, I do not hedge my fandom. I'm very, I feel very strongly about that. That's why I also don't have any second teams. I don't have a National League team in baseball. I don't have like, oh, well, I like my Western Conference team in hockey. No. I like my team. I hate every other team in the league. That's the way I go about it. <laughs> Especially the Blue Jays. Especially the Blue Jays. There are a lot of teams that I hate. I don't know if, I don't know if we have any Blue Jays fans, listeners, who are going to... Turn this off. I won't talk about all the teams I hate because there are definitely yeah, some listeners we'll who to are going to be. <laughs> keep this a, a CETO-free podcast. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's interesting because, you know, a lot of people, like our good friend Taylor, is a proponent of the exact opposite strategy. And he always bets against his teams because he feels like he wins either way. No, see, I don't. See, I feel like I lose either way. Mm. How's that? Yeah. It's like... I guess it's a difference in outlook, but I, I would bet that most people are probably with you and will just uh, bet with their heart, even if even if they're not doing it specifically because they don't like rooting against their team. Though I got I bet a lot of people do do that, but I think there's still plenty of people like Taylor out there who will always bet against their team, so they feel like either way they're getting something out of it. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting psychological. Uh thing because i think a lot of people bet on their team because they're trying to psych themselves up to think that their team's <laughs> going to win but which is different whereas i'm like staunchly against it because i feel like i'm not going to put myself in a position to have conflicting feelings about about success about my sports team's success 
mm-hmm. which is you know fleeting and rare. But yeah. <sighs> I've made bad life choices in sports. Let's just go with that. Although, you know, we were at Maryland in 2002 when they won the national championship, so we can't complain that much. I mean, it's been all downhill since our freshman year, though, when they made the Orange Bowl and won the national championship. Yeah, well... And never again have they come close to those heights since that that year. That's true, but we also, you know, we got to be there for that. Yeah. I'm sure everybody's very interested in this right now. Eh, come on. It's, it's good. It's what the people like. The people do like March March Madness, that's for sure. Yeah. It's what we like and we're the important people. I actually, I have a confession to make real quick. Uh-huh. I bet $0 on March Madness this year. Oh, didn't join any pools or anything? I, I'm in a unpaid pool. That's mm-hmm. it. No dollars. I've, I've cut way back myself. So if you'd talked to me 10 years ago, I, I kind of went all in every, every March. March Madness was my thing. I ran a pool, as you know. I mean, I ran a pool for probably 15 years so almost half my life i ran a pool but uh yeah it's just not something i'm that into anymore for one thing i watch way less sports in general than i used to Uh, when i was in kind of middle school high school age college i watched a ton of sports on tv so just like a ton of football basketball Uh, i felt like i really followed along i was in tune with it it was a very important part of my life and and now it's I watch kind of live sports of my teams, but I don't watch a ton of just random games that whatever happens to be on ESPN. How's it been for you? Have you kind of gone through ups and downs in your sports fandom? So I watch a lot of baseball, um, and I watch a lot of Capitals hockey. I used to watch a lot of just hockey in general. Like any game that was on, I would watch it, but I'm kind of over that, like... There's just a lot of hockey on. <laughs> yeah. Um, my the weird thing is, I when I when I lived in Maryland, I was really into college football and college basketball. But in New York, like college sports are really not that big of a thing. Like I guess Syracuse is kind of the biggest area team, and Syracuse is not freaking close to here. <laughs> no, it's really far away. So the coverage the coverage of college sports is like pretty people. Consistent. People don't like uh, St. John's. Yeah, St. John's. I mean, if they're good, like the, they get a little bit of talk. Or like Seton Hall was is pretty good this year, so they got some Rutgers. Talk, yeah, no, no Rutgers. Um, <laughs> no Rutgers talk allowed. There is very little Rutgers talk in the, in the area, but UConn. Is, nah, you don't hear about any of that. So mm. it's just not a big college basketball town because there are so many pro sports teams. You know, mm-hmm. there are two NFL teams and three NHL teams and whatever two baseball teams. So there's just not a lot of college on tv here and you do it's not really covered on like the evening news and all that stuff so it just seems like the interest level is so much lower and like you go to a bar and it's not like they've got random college basketball on where down in maryland i felt like that was much more prevalent so yeah no back in the day is definitely like every sunday during the football season i would watch all the games like i'd watch a one o'clock game a four o'clock game and the night game and then monday night um in high school and college, but yeah, now it's just like, I'll watch the Ravens and that's pretty much about it. And the same thing, like I'd watch whatever random college basketball happened to me on TV, but now I'll kind of watch the Terps and that's about it. So I'm definitely not in the know about college sports like I used to be, or about sports in general like I used to be. Yeah, that's the hard thing about the tournament. Like I used to watch a ton of college basketball. Like if there was a college basketball game on, I'd watch it. Mm. And when you're picking a bracket and you actually feel like you know something about the teams... It, that is what makes it fun 
but like right. I watched maybe five college basketball games this year. So to like pick mm. a bracket where I'm basing it on descriptions I read on ESPN.com and CBS Sports, like that's just not as fun. So I decided not to put any money on it. Mm. Yeah. All right. So anyway, enough about the talk that no one other than us cares about. We went to Atlantic City last weekend. It's true. I was there physically. I don't know that <laughs> I was there in spirit. So how'd that go, Craig? Do you want to kind of lead off our story with your your trials and tribulations kind of leading up to it and in Atlantic City? Oh, fine. Um, I guess I have to relive this thing at some point. So <laughs> uh, I think we kind of had bad trips in, in very different ways, although I don't know if your trip in general was bad. Mine certainly was. Uh, if you listen to last episode, we had very big plans. I was going to stay at Borgata both nights. We had plans for dinners both nights, Iron Room, Budokan. We were talking about bars we wanted to go to, all the stuff we wanted to do. We were going to check out Tropicana. We were going to go to resorts. We were going to go to Caesars. We were going to do all this stuff. Um, so a lot of that changed because I woke up at around <laughs> 2 in the morning on Wednesday, like so like Tuesday night into Wednesday, violently ill. Uh, came down with some sort of, you know, norovirus or whatever, stomach bug. <laughs> <laughs> the deadly Motaba virus from Outbreak. And uh, at around 8, probably, I called in sick to work. Knowing I was supposed to leave the next day, I was like, okay, I'm just going to sleep. I'll feel fine. It's whatever. It's a 12-hour stomach bug. I'll feel totally fine. Um, emailed my brother saying, hey, just a heads up, it's possible I'm going to wait until Friday to come. Like, if I don't feel better tomorrow, I'm going to wait until Friday to come. Went back to sleep, woke up with emails from my brother saying, like, yeah, I don't really want to share a room with you <laughs> if you're <laughs> going to be vomiting or doing whatever else, which is understandable. Uh, so he, um, so we had a little back and forth, and he basically uh, decided he was better off waiting until another time to do our Borgata trip. Uh, so I sort of scrambled and was able to get a room at, at Caesars for Friday night and ended up getting a room at resorts for Thursday night. Uh, into, into Wednesday night, I was planning to come Friday. And like when I woke up on Thursday as my wife, I felt better. Um, you know, I did, I, it was like, a tw seemed like a 12 hour stomach bug. I woke up, uh, Thursday feeling fine. And my wife was like, well, it's supposed to snow tomorrow morning. So you should go tonight, no matter what, like whether you go to work for a full day and you go late or you leave early, like you were planning to, you should just go because otherwise you're going to get stuck here. Uh, and I was like, I don't need to be told twice. So, <laughs> uh, that was when I booked my resorts room, um, ended up doing basically what I planned to do, go to work, left work around two o'clock, got a three o'clock bus to resorts, got to, um, or whatever. I think it was resorts. No, it was... Uh, yeah. Did I go to resorts? Yeah, resorts. Yeah. Jeez, that's how, how tough this weekend was. That I don't even remember that. Yeah, I went went into resorts, definitely. So yep. um, got into resorts at around 530. Uh, felt fine for the most part. I mean, definitely was a little tired from not eating a ton. But, <laughs> um, but didn't have any signs that like, oh, I'm really not going to feel good. Uh, you know, I'd eaten three meals since I was sick and, and felt fine. So I felt like, okay, it's, you know, I'm just tired. It'll be fine. We met up with Eric and Han, uh, at the diamond lounge 
at Caesars just before it closed, which it was closing at 8 o'clock, and they grabbed all the food away at 7.30, which is kind of annoying. We can talk about that a little more. Uh, And after I ate, we went and played some craps, and maybe around 8.30, I was like, this is bad. (laughs) And uh, I was like, I'm A, feel like I need to be near a trash can, and B, feel like I just am going to pass out. Like, I just feel insanely tired. And so at nine, maybe like nine fifteen, I colored up and I was like, I gotta go guys. <laughs> like I need to go sit down. <laughs> so I went and sat at the slot machine for a few minutes and I was like, I just can't even focus. So I went, walked back to resorts, which probably wasn't the best decision, but, um, I mean, it was fairly nice that night, so it wasn't that bad. Um, and just being yeah, it was out, beautiful on Thursday, being out in the non casino air certainly felt good. Got up to my room sort of hoping that I could just nap it off for a couple hours and, and rebound and hoping that you would not get violently ill. Yeah. And then I ended up waking up at around two or three in the morning and was violently ill again. So, (laughs) (laughs) so that was kind of how my weekend went. Like I had a few hours here and there during the days where I could sort of get myself pumped up to go out and try to convince myself that I was mostly better. And then, after a few hours, I just feel really tired and need a nap. And then at night, I was just in really rough shape both nights. So uh, not a terribly <laughs> enjoyable experience. I ended up skipping Budokan. Um, we did not go to Iron Room. I mean, we moved Budokan to to Friday because I was hoping that, um, you know, I, did, I certainly wasn't feeling up to it on Thursday. And then Friday, I was, still wasn't feeling up to it. So we can talk about all that. But so we didn't do... A lot. We didn't do all the Irish pub, Piccadilly, Tony's Baltimore Grill stuff we talked about. We didn't do Iron Room. We didn't drink cocktails anywhere. I think I had a beer and a half on Thursday night before I felt really sick. I had a gin and tonic on Saturday, which actually seemed to like settle my stomach a little <laughs> um, for, for a couple hours. But uh, we skipped a lot of stuff. And I, I definitely, throughout the trip, I was sort of like, should I just go home? And it was sort of this, like, damned if you do, damned if you don't situation where, like, if I left and I got home and I felt better, I would have been like, I should have stayed. I could have salvaged a night (laughs) out of the trip. Uh, But staying there and sort of feeling crappy and in a hotel bed and and laying there watching college basketball the whole weekend was not really my idea of a great time. Um, So... Let's let's be honest, Craig. we, We talked about it. You said you were getting more rest in Atlantic City than you would have gotten at home. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably true, although the Caesars room I was in was not a very restful room. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I definitely definitely slept a lot, (laughs) probably more than I could have at home uh, with a toddler running around. But not my best Atlantic City trip, certainly my worst Atlantic City trip, (laughs) I would say. (laughs) Um, I mean, my... Yeah, go ahead. So the big question is, does this change how you feel about Atlantic City? I mean, because, you know, honestly, a lot of times if you have a really horrible experience somewhere, that's something that kind of clouds how you how you look at it from then on. Like, for for example, I did not eat Taco Bell for like five years of my life because I got violently ill after eating it once when I was like six or something. Luckily, I got over that by the time I was in high school. So, Yeah, I mean, if you haven't gotten violently ill at Taco Bell, you're just doing it wrong. But, <laughs> right. uh so I was worried about that. Um, I definitely had sort of my moments of doubt on like Saturday night when it was pretty clear I wasn't going to salvage any part of this trip where I wasn't feeling sick. And this I was is fr- like fr- Friday night, by the way. Yeah, Friday night. 
Um, again, I always mess that up. But uh, so Friday night, my last night, um, where I was kind of like, you know, do I even like gambling? <laughs> like, <laughs> having those thoughts run through my head. Because when you don't do any of the other stuff that you like about Atlantic City, like I was sort of in this mode where any time I felt good enough to sort of get out and, and do something, it was like, well, I should go gamble. And and feeling like you're gambling because it's what you should be doing is just not a fun experience. Like, that's not what I like. You know me. You know that that's not mm. what I like. I like to wander around and sort of take in the experience and and go check out random places. Like, I like I like the stuff in Atlantic City. I like to walk around the boardwalk. I like to casino hop. And when you're sort of feeling like you're tethered to, you never want to be more than a short elevator ride from your room, <laughs> for one thing. <laughs> Uh, and also you're sort of only gambling because you feel like you're just trying to salvage something and you're in Atlantic city and that's what you feel like you should be doing. Like, that's not all that fun. I felt better. I actually sort of felt by the time I got home, I was feeling a lot better and I was like hungry and I ate a meal and I felt fine. The next day I felt like 95% better. So, and by Monday I was like, yeah, I need to do over trip. Like I need to do a trip where I go, I see all the stuff I want to see. I, listen, I re-listened to the last episode um, and looked at the sort of itinerary I wrote up and was like, oh, yeah, I still want to do all that stuff. Like, I'm not soured on Atlantic City at all where I'm like, oh, I, I need to not go back for a while. Um, so I don't feel that way at all, and I still want to do all that stuff. I still want to go check out the Jose Garces places. And um, so a lot of the stuff I didn't do, I, I'm, I'm disappointed I couldn't do it. I've sort of been moping around about it, and my wife is kind of, like, tired of hearing me be all mopey about it because she's Complain like you, it. you go to atlantic city every other month like this is not like some place you're never it's not europe <laughs> some place you're never it's gonna not go, so. it's not quite every other month yeah. it I takes mean, like I, every three months yeah it's every i mean i i think i went four times four or five times last year so it is yeah, i mean it's, it's it's frequently enough it's not like right. i'm not gonna get back so she's right about that but you know you build up the trip in your mind you want it to be fun and it was not fun yeah I mean, what about you? What what did your trip go better than mine? <laughs> um, no, my trip was good. Uh, I mean, I had a lot of fun. The 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 problem with my trip, and it's you know very honestly been the problem with my last three or four trips, has just been I have been rather unlucky with gambling. Like I think I've been over a standard deviation away from what I should be losing in terms of gambling. You know, I've lost quite a bit of money i mean basically a lot all the money i brought the last three or four trips and that just with the way i play i don't think that should be happening it seems um, like you're on a pretty rough run in atlantic um, city i think you've had a couple wins outside of atlantic city but not so my last time i was outside of atlantic city i lost quite a bit of money at this was when i went to national harbor so i i think my last like four or five gambling experiences have just been like very bad financially. Like I've just been on the the short end of the stick, but you know, to be like super honest, like there was a run of like three or four trips in a row where I won pretty substantially all those trips as well, including our last trip to Vegas. I was up quite a lot that trip and that was like five or six nights. So, um, I mean, it definitely, you know, there are ebbs and flows, but I'm in like one of those periods now. It just is like, I feel like when I gamble, I'm just hemorrhaging money just cause I'm, I mean, I'm losing so much more than I should. And it's like kind of a good thing that I am a math major. Like I know the numbers. I understand that like what's happening to me isn't because 
the games are rigged or because, you know, whatever. It's like fundamentally unfair, though, you know, certainly the house has an edge. But I mean, I, I'm losing it at a rate that is unsustainable. But like uh, John Maynard Keynes said, uh, you know, the gambling can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. So we'll 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 see. It just it has not been a very good trip. Fi- or it hasn't been a very good run of trips financially for me. But other than that, I had a great time. Um, so you say you said you know after you said mm-hmm. like John Maynard Keynes said, and I assure you, I do not know. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a it's a pretty famous quote. That uh, the markets can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. So so. Does does the does the run of bad luck beat you down at all? I mean, I know for me, I, I had a little run where I it was rough before I hit the royal, and and it definitely sort of makes you feel like, man, I just lose it, every time I go. No, it 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 certainly, and like we've talked about this in the past on the podcast that, like, I tend to be someone who is pretty thrifty. I think like I don't spend a lot of money on stuff, and I like saving money, and like my one big expense which most years isn't that big of an expense honestly but it it kind of has been the last few trips is is gambling it's like my one expensive hobby that i have and so when it's just like every time i go i'm losing you know a hundred dollars an hour when i gamble it's just like this is dumb like why am i doing this but yeah i mean it's just one of those things that like i said i know that yeah, I, I shouldn't be losing nearly that much. Like, if you look at my ADT the last four trips, it's nowhere near like the actual amount of money that I've lost. So, which, go ahead. So, an, I guess a question about that that I I've sort of kicked around in my head ever since we started talking about ADT is when you lose significantly faster than you should or you would expect. And so mm-hmm. your AD, ADT doesn't reflect that. Do you find mm-hmm. that extra frustrating? Because <laughs> I do. No. I mean, I think I care about comps a lot less than you. So, Which is funny because I gamble a lot less than you. Right, right. Um, but to me, it's like because I had a trip once where I was at Bally's. I think it, it may have even been a day trip. And I just churned like 600 bucks through Bally's in a pretty short amount of time, which for me, I think this was, you know, four or five years ago. So at that time it was kind of like, man, that's like way more than I would normally lose in a day. And it's still, I mean, it would be, that would be a really shitty day for me now. Um, and it was kind of like, yeah, but I lost this in, in really short order playing things like video poker, which is ridiculous. Right. I mean, just the, like, you and you, you know, I'm playing like quarter video poker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it just like that sort of stuff. It's like, I'm not going to see any better comps for the $600. So, right. I mean, for one thing, proof that you shouldn't play for comps because you're going to get hosed. <laughs> but, right. But, uh, but you don't, you don't feel that way at all. You sort of, you're more, uh, rational about the math than I am. Uh, I think. I, I, yeah. I mean, that's, like I said, I understand the math. I know that this is like just an outlier and you know, it sucks. I mean, it sucks really bad. And like I said, it makes me be like, do I really want to spend this much money on this hobby? Quote unquote. And like, honestly, the answer is like, maybe not, maybe I will change some things. So this trip specifically, like I had like an absolutely just awful run at PyGal that was like probably multiple standard deviations away of like how that game should go. Like, I got just slaughtered in poker and tiles, and that just shouldn't happen a whole lot, right? Like, not in short order. Um, 
But like a big thing that has changed in the last few trips is I've been playing craps a lot more. And that just fundamentally is a lot higher variance game. Right. So you can win a lot of money a lot quicker or lose a lot of money a lot quicker. And even as this trip went on, like I stopped, I started playing more conservatively in craps. Instead of making place bets on the six and the eight, I was just making come bets and putting like double odds on the come bets maybe, which, which I think you are going to lose less money over the long run doing a couple come bets than, than placing the six and the eight and then, you know, pressing a few times like I usually do. Oh, you mean so, it's just a lower variance? So it's, it's, a, a, it's a lower variance, variance thing. Because, I mean, and, you know, come bets are like kind of like a little bit of insurance. So even when you lose, you get something back. And... Right. Which we joked about a lot at the $5 table. Um, <laughs> right. So Meaning Eric I, joked I, about I, a lot while I sat there looking like I was going to throw up. But Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I was not joking with, with anyone. But, like, honestly, like, as an example, like, I did better than Eric did, even though we weren't betting different amounts, just because we people were crapping out so fast by making come bets as opposed to place bets. So I mean that that table was insane. I mean we went around half the table and it was like 0.7 out, 0.7 out. Like literally every shooter rolled twice. Yeah, which is unreal. I mean it's just unreal to On watch. our half of the table, when yeah. it was me, you, Eric and Han, it was definitely like that. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. So I I might cut back on the craps going forward a little bit and maybe make it like a once a trip thing or something like that instead of kind of like a more regular game and go back to playing like blackjack in its place a bit more, which is a bit more even. Yeah, that's an interesting point because I really have enjoyed craps more lately. But to me, and especially with sort of the way I can I handle my bankroll and, and don't bring a whole lot of money with me. Like I was at a point, I think I was already down a hundred and seventy something dollars, like not a ton, but mm-hmm. um, but it's one of those things where it's like whatever it was, I'm gonna get the date wrong again, <laughs> Friday, it was Friday, like the middle of the day, and I was sort of like, well, I could go play craps, but if this goes bad, I'm already gonna be in a position where I don't really have much money for the rest of the trip, like if this goes bad and I lose you know three hundred bucks. You know, I, I didn't bring that much more than that. So um, do I really want to risk that? Um, so I kind of, I think I ended up playing some some other stuff. I played some like machines and whatever. I did end up playing craps in one. <laughs> and so the, the other side of that is, you know, I played craps for maybe half an hour and ended up almost back to even. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't even a particularly great run. Like it was just, you know, the other, it was, it was me and one other guy at the table rolling and I would. I was making like no points. I would maybe make one point. I think I rolled four or five times, and I made like one or two points the entire time. And he would make like three points and then crap out. And luckily, he was like not betting on the pass line when I rolled. He was just placing numbers and stuff, which I was like rolling some numbers and getting him some money. But even he was just like shaking his head at how like unbelievably consistently I was crapping out and not making points. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, he made me like you know. I made, I think, 155 bucks or something and, and was only down a little bit at that point. So that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there are probably people listening to these numbers and just like, wow, you really don't don't gamble very much. If, <laughs> if that's what you're worried about. But You you really don't gamble very much. No, and I, yeah. And I've, I've even said previously, I've thought about getting even more strict and saying like 150 bucks a day, 200 bucks a day, that's the budget. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to force me to do other stuff. But I, I think the way I do it now is the way I want to do it, which is like 
bring a little more than I know I'm going to lose. Like I, the, just knowing how I play, bring a little more than that. If you have a terrible trip, you get wiped out, and it's still like not a devastating amount of money. But for the most part, like I can gamble when I want it, when I the urge tugs at me or whatever. And if I don't want to, I don't have to. So um, I don't even know where I'm going with the story. But basically, craps has been not not particularly good for us for the most part. I think. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, certainly been pretty bad for for me for quite a while so i mean i don't know just one of those things i mean something else too is like you know i always talk to my wife and tell her how i did and you know obviously like i said the last three or four trips have been pretty bad so she's been like er like that sounds like a lot of money i'm like no no like i promise like that's not normal like this shouldn't keep happening but (laughs) yet it does so i don't know if she's stopped believing me but (laughs) (laughs) so does that make it a tougher sell for future no, no, no. I mean, or... it's fine. It's just, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, my quote unquote knowledge of the math will only go so far. Like if it happens a few more times, <laughs> right. like, like the same quantity of loss, like it might start becoming a problem where I might just have to be like, I'm bringing half that much money and that's all I'm bringing. But hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully yeah. eventually I will not have just an awful trip financially. Yeah. It's funny for me. Cause I, I track my play very closely. So I know very specifically what I'm up or down. Um, and which is good, I guess, except the downside of that is you see a lot of minus sessions there, right? Like you're like, Oh, I Mm -hmm. played, I played craps. I lost 200 bucks. I played video poker. I lost a hundred bucks. I played slots. I lost 20 bucks. Um, and see a lot of minuses and only a couple pluses, but, you know, like this trip, I only had maybe a couple positive sessions. Like I won a hundred bucks or 150 bucks in really short order in Pygo tiles at resorts. I won that 155 bucks at, at craps. I, I won a little bit in video poker a couple times. I didn't gamble that much and there were still significantly more minus sessions than pluses. And when you see that, you think like, man, I just lost like almost every time I bought in. And then... I sort of run the aggregate and it's like, I didn't lose that much money. Like, I don't know why. So it's this weird sort of disconnect between like the number of losing sessions and the amount you actually lose. Of of course. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. It's because if you buy in for a hundred dollars at a table, like usually you're not going to rebuy or whatever, but if you know, so like you'll hit your stop loss, which is going to be like, let's say a hundred (laughs) dollars at your blackjack table or whatever. Like, all the time just because it's not that hard to be down a hundred dollars at some point in a session. But when you aren't hitting that stop loss, you're probably up quite a bit, like more often than not. Right. Yeah. And yeah, up and up more than Rob, more than a hundred dollars. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah. Cause I'm, cause I usually won't stop at a hundred. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like I have a stop, whatever gain, stop win, <laughs> stop. Yeah. Win. Um, so that, that is kind of interesting. And we talked about this on the trip that I hit the Royal, I left that trip thinking like, man, I just lost every time I put money into the machine. And it's like, I left. And you did. Was it, That was actually like an awful trip for you, right? Except Other for the Royal. Royal. Yeah. But it's like, well, I still left with like, $1,600 than I came right. with. <laughs> but that was like the worst trip you've had probably by far, except for the Royal, right? Right. And I mean, hitting the Royal made me more adventurous with other stuff. Right. <laughs> which yeah, is part yeah. of that. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I had a single positive session other than hitting the Royal that trip. Uh, this trip was much more even, like down a little bit, up a little for bit. For the two hours you gambled. Yeah. For, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was pretty, it was not a great, I mean, I did end up getting about my typical, eh, no, that's not true. I didn't get my typical tier credits, but you know, I wasn't 
way, way off. I don't, you know, Caesar's isn't going to give me the punitive rates, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like a trip you and your wife make down where you get the punitive rates after. It's like more, I check. Or it's actually more than you get by not putting your card in. Yeah, by not being logged in, the rates are higher, (laughs) which happens to me at Borgata. Um, I don't think that's all that atypical, but what else? What else did we talk about? I mean, we met some people. Um, hopefully I didn't get any of them sick. If I did, I owe you like a total rewards gift card or something. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Um, but I'm going to need proof because I don't want people coming and being like, Ooh, this is an advantage play. Tell Craig you got me sick. <laughs> I don't feel great, Craig. Yeah. Um, so who do we, we met? Card. We met, uh, we met Eric who we've met a couple times and his wife, Iana. Um, yep. we met Han, yep. uh, who I feel terrible cause he made the trip from Chicago. Um, and I think even was planning to go to Sands and decided to, to come down to Atlantic city. And then I was like a big wet blanket or something, whatever the word <laughs> is. That was just not a good time for me. So, um, hopefully I'm sure I can... he's, he's starting the fire, getting out the blankets, ready to send some angry smoke signals our way. <laughs> so I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see Han again and I, I can be my, my usual self. I promise I'm normally reasonably high energy as you can probably guess, <laughs> guess from the podcast. Um, we met Daryl McEwen, seven stars insider. So that was very cool. Uh, met him at resorts and then ran into him as we waited in line at the seven stars lounge. Uh, because where else would the seven stars insider be, but at the seven stars lounge, it makes uh, perfect sense. So that it's cool to meet, to meet him. Cause we see him tweet all the time. We read his newsletters. Uh, we met Bill and Eleanor from route 40, uh, which is what RT 40 with 40 spelled out.com. Um, talk to them a bit about sort of their journalistic efforts. What brought them back well back for bill um not back for eleanor (laughs) no definitely Uh, not um and sort of what makes them interested and it was an interesting conversation because we sort of talked about our different perspectives because we obviously are not you know there in the thick of it thinking about things like you know housing and 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 policy i mean we do talk about policy a lot but they live there so it's they're definitely much more into that and that's kind of their what they do every day is follow that stuff a bit more closely than we do, which is something that me and you have talked about a lot. And, you know, cause a lot of what we do on the show is we kind of go over the news and offer some analysis and stuff. But, you know, honestly, it's, it's like, we've talked about, like, I wonder what people actually think of our analysis that actually, you know, work for, you know, something like press of AC or people <laughs> like Bill and Eleanor who like, this is what they do every day. Yeah. So, and I, I hope that we're, interesting. we're, we're very transparent in the fact that we are coming at this from the tourist perspective and i think we are and so it was interesting and 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 bill even brought it up like they you know he grew up around there but the casinos to him like that's not he doesn't spend a lot of time in the casinos he doesn't really do the the big fancy restaurants in the casinos or anything like that like he goes to other restaurants around atlantic city or in you know ventnor or whatever and and we are much more likely to say oh hey look at this restaurant that opened at borgata let's go down Mm -hmm. and, and and go to it uh, so I think he, his suggestion was a, sort of a, a, a foreign exchange, if you will, <laughs> mm. <laughs> where like, you know, we, we go with him to, to some place in one of the casinos and, and he takes us to, to one of the places that the locals go, which I think probably makes a lot of sense. Cause you know, we, we have no idea we're not right. down there and, and know what, what sort of places the locals go to, um, yep. outside of what we hear on Twitter. So that, that was cool. Uh, we met Phil for about a minute cause his, uh, 
<laughs> his flight to Harris got delayed. His junket flight. Um, so we met. And him because for you were months. not in shape to go to back to Harris. Yeah, I shouldn't place all the blame let's on his be flight. On, let's because, be honest yeah, here because I, I talked to them and I'm like, hey, you can see if Craig wants to go, but I don't think he's going to. <laughs> and I was proven correct. Yeah, yeah, they were staying at Harris and 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 headed back to Harris, which is smart because you know Eric was staying at Harris and Phil had a junket at Harris, so. That's where you should be giving your play if if that's the case, but uh, I was not feeling up for being separated by the the brigantine connector tunnel from <laughs> from my hotel room, so that didn't happen for me. Uh, yeah, that was rough. Um, but yeah, very nice to meet everybody, however briefly that was. Um, hopefully, I can be in better spirits. I'm I'm sorry I was pretty lame this trip <laughs> um i know you you got to hang out with eric quite a bit i think you had a late night on on thursday yeah. Night, right yeah yeah it was it was definitely a late night i mean i don't think i got back to the room till it was definitely after two. Oh, um, it was it was, i think it was after three it was i don't know it was certainly late and a lot of beers were had and a lot of pie gal was played but uh yeah it was good it was good. It was definitely good meeting everyone. Um, just to talk a little bit more about the people before we kind of move on to the other stuff. Um, so the next night, it was supposed to be the four of us, Eric and his wife, and me and you at Budokan, but you canceled because you couldn't eat then. Yep. Because you didn't eat the entire weekend, but yeah, which is fine. I think I had a banana, a pretzel. That may have been about it. <laughs> and then played at the Diamond Lounge, which is what oh, kicked yeah. everything off. Yeah, that was that was a mistake. Anyways. <laughs> so Budokan. we went to Budokan, which, uh, do you want to, should I talk about it now? Yeah, let's get into food reviews a little bit. Yeah, okay. I don't have so, much to say. <laughs> so how uh, how I thought about the Budokan? I thought it was okay. Um, it was all right. So I did the... Uh, the restaurant week menu, which was an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. And the appetizer was pretty good. The entree was good, but very small. And then the dessert was like super meh. Mm. Uh, the service was, it was all right. It wasn't everything that I hoped it would be. The one thing that did impress me is that Eric's wife, Yana, had a, uh, like a special request uh, like vegan and gluten free, and like the waiter was like super on top of it and like nailed exactly like here's what we can do: we can do this, or we can do this, or we can do this, and like here's some substitutions you can make, and that really impressed me. Like I was, I was definitely blown away by that. But I'd say in general, it was only it was good, not great. Do you think I have two questions about this? First of all, mm-hmm. do you think it was sort of the burden of expectations where you sort of built this thing up. It's a place you've wanted to go for a long time. We Maybe. have repeatedly failed to go. And so it, it needed to blow you away just to sort of meet the expectations you had. I think so. And I, I think I would go back just to kind of give it another shot and see how it went a second time. Because it was like, honestly, my appetizer was very good. My entree was very good, but they were both very small. I mean, I ate a meal like a couple hours later that night. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think if you don't, I mean, I think that is intentional because it's the restaurant week menu and it's whatever, $35. And that's a lot cheaper than you're going to get out of there. Normally having three courses, like a lot cheaper. Um, 
it was good. I mean, it was good. It just wasn't great. And I, I think that I was kind of going in expecting great. But for me right now, I mean, I think my experience at Docs is still better than it. Or even like an experience at Continental, I would say might be a little bit better, especially if you include price. So my other question was, do you think that part of that is the restaurant week menu? Like, do you think if you had just ah, ordered from ah, the regular possibly. menu? Yeah. Like it's, it's possible it's, the entree was smaller. It's, it's definitely possible. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sometimes a little skeptical of restaurant week stuff just because I feel like, you know, they're sometimes doing a different menu. You've got a bunch of people there, um, which I guess, you know, food tur- turnover should typically be a good thing, I guess. But, <laughs> um, yep. you know, if they're like rushing food out, sometimes it's not as great. Um, but I'm, I'm disappointed I missed it. Hopefully I'll, I'll get a chance to go later. Yep. Uh, I guess my other but question, just, just one, one more thanks to Eric and his wife for letting me be third wheel. So hopefully that wasn't too weird <laughs> for you, but I, I enjoyed myself. So thank you very much. So another question I guess I had is, do you think that your gambling, uh, lack of winnings or your gambling lack of success influenced your opinion of the meal at all? No. Um, no, I mean, it's certainly it's it's possible, but I don't think so. I mean, I think I do a good job of kind of compartmentalizing different stuff. And, you know, honestly, it's like for me, it's like I'm more disappointed in like how poorly the gambling's gone for a few trips that but it's not like something that I obsess over or like I'm it sours me in any way on Atlantic City or any of my trips or anything. I'm a math person, right? So right. like, I just think about my EV more than like what actually happens. That's true. I can't do that. Um, I think most people probably can't really do that. Uh, so somebody in, I think it was actually the Everything AC Casinos Facebook group, uh, responded to a review of the AC Burger Company at Harrah's that was just a glowing review. And they're like, well, I got to know, were you up Craig, big ahead of time? Craig. Right. Was this our that was group? in our man. okay? So that was our group. Yeah. Um, I just didn't want to <laughs> give credit to our own group if it wasn't our group. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I thought that was funny because I do sort of wonder, like, do I overrate Continental in my head? Because the first time I went was after I hit that Royal, and I was like, you know, floating on cloud nine. Because the second time I went, like, it was good, but it definitely wasn't like as great as I had built it up in my mm-hmm. mind. So, so that so is I, kind I of. I wonder if I actually overrated too because. I, I don't know if I've been a third time, but at least the two times I know I've been, it was free for me both times. Because once our friend Chris took us, like three or four of us, because he won a poker tournament and won $1,600 or something. And then the second time I, I went, you took me because you hit the Royal. So <laughs> so does so your own like gambling sort of winnings or losings do, does not affect your taste buds, but someone Maybe. else paying. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, then, that's all winnings then. That's yeah, I'm not sure that I'm. I feel like my you don't buy that. No, I I buy it for you. No. I think I I, think, I I don't think it affected my my impression. <laughs> Being I mean, realistic, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I would say Continental's the same. I say it's good, not great, but it's reasonably inexpensive, which I think is yeah. kind of the best part of it. I think Continental's very good for for what you pay. Um, although I do, I'm coming around to that. There is a lot of stuff in AC that's very very good for what you pay, and so I'm not. <laughs> entirely sure that like continental Budokan. so if you want to talk about biases though do you think you're heavily biased by living in new york because i think you probably are how would that i mean as a just because of because you don't understand how 
much things cost in the real world. You always think of things in terms of New York dollars, which are like 1.5 to 1. Let me clarify that everywhere else is not the real world. So <laughs> I, I am the only, you know, us as New Yorkers. I'm not, I don't even live in New York. I live in New Jersey, so I can't even claim this. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways. You still live in Manhattan, though. I did. Uh, so snobbery aside, uh, I am, like, legitimately shocked a lot of times when I see prices. Not at, in New York. Not in New York. Right. Um Especially, like, you go out in Baltimore and it's just like, you can't serve beer for this price. You're going to be closed. And it's like, sir, we've been open for 100 years. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so I do, I do think that affects it a little bit, although I don't go out to fancy restaurants almost ever here. Because um, it would cost, like, your mortgage. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, you know, I, we have a toddler, so that, that's just not going to happen. Um, but I do – I think there's a lot of value – to be had in in Atlantic City. I mean, we went to Philadelphia a few weeks ago, and like the meals were like more than I like. I think you can get a fancier meal for the same price in Atlantic City. Um, I mean, I don't think Budokan's especially cheap. I would say it's pricey. And I live in Laurel, which is not known for priciness. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Continental, uh, I would say, has like good prices, but not yeah. great. Like, I think you would say it has great prices. I wouldn't say Continental's prices are great. I think it's totally reasonable. I think – but I, I also think Budokan is sort of supposed to be a notch above Continental, right? Right. I would say Budokan is expensive for what it is. Mm. I probably would not agree if I went and looked at the menu, but – Yeah. Uh, and Paul would probably not agree at all because Paul, even though he – does also not lives live in near New York me. City. Yeah, likes the finer things. <laughs> he likes the finer things. He's not afraid to spend on a meal. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that's part of it, also. Like if you're if you like a good meal and you're like, which I don't build your trip around to going to the good restaurants, right? Which we don't do it. Neither of us do. We don't build really build our trip around that. And it's funny because we sort of for this trip we were like Iron Room Budokan. Like we had nice restaurants picked out, and I messed it all up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what about my trip? What about other food? Uh, um, so you we ate did the Dunkin' Dunkin Lounge, which I ate like five plates in ten minutes, and everyone was very <laughs> impressed. That was impressive. <laughs> um, yeah, I did not. Needless to say, I had one plate, <laughs> and that plate did not stick around. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, Diamond Lounge, Caesars. Thoughts? You've been you've been to Bally's and Caesars Dime, Diamond Lounge before. The Diamond Lounges are they're always fine. I mean, it's buffet food it's fine yes yeah, I, thought, I thought the food was fine i wouldn't pay for it fine. but if it's free it's great i'd i'd pay exactly 10 pay the ten dollars yes exactly yeah. i'd pay ten dollars in reward credits for it uh what about seven stars lounge which eric uh I, very graciously just, took us to seven stars lounge on friday yeah so i only had some chicken pot stickers there because I wasn't especially hungry, I think, because I was really hungover from mm. the night before. When I also wasn't particularly hungry. All right. But you weren't hungover. You were mm. otherwise um, ill. Yeah. I had a water. So, the water was yeah. delicious. At also, I think I had eaten breakfast not too long before that. But, uh, yeah, I just had some sort of chicken pot stickers. They were excellent. They were pretty spicy. They were very good. So um, I can't really give a full review just because I had an appetizer is what I ate there. I didn't. Uh, I didn't ask Eric about his pie, but it looked delicious. 
at the Seven Stars Lounge. Yeah, he had Han to be... actually had a meal, so he's yeah. probably the right person to ask. Yeah, uh, I suspect that it's very good. It looked good and a very cool, very different atmosphere than the than the way, Diamond way Lounges. Different and better atmosphere than the Diamond Lounges. Oh yeah, lounges. I mean, it looks like a fancy restaurant in there. Yeah, like very cool. I was so they had. This is going to sound dumb, but probably fit right in with my with my gambling levels, if mm-hmm. which we've already talked about. Uh, but they had Wild Turkey 101 as, I think, they're like, base bourbon. <laughs> and I really, really like Wild Turkey 101 as sort of, like, a, an affordable bourbon. Um, so I was really tempted, even though I wasn't feeling great. I was like, I should just go for it. Um, but I thought better of that and didn't do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was cool to see the Seven Stars Lounge. I, it would have I, made our meeting with Bill and Eleanor a lot more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I don't think I would have made the meeting with Bill and Eleanor if that would happen. <laughs> Like you go, Kyle. I'll be in the Just room. Just go without me. Yeah. Uh, did you eat? I you know I obviously I had a I can review the banana that I had from the the Caesar's lobby bakery thing. <laughs> uh, but where else did you eat anywhere? anywhere oh, that I so missed? I wasn't hungry at Seven Stars Lounge because that was the morning I met you at resorts and had like went back and ordered Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> like three times. Right, you got the what? I got, I got the, the turkey, turkey sauce, the, the turkey sausage sandwich. sandwich, and then I went back and got two, two donuts. donuts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I respect that. I would have gotten many, many donuts if I was yeah. not sick. So uh, basically, it was a, definitely a weekend of excess for me. In, uh, where in else all the I, ways: drinking, gambling, eating. Did what? Were there any meals that we left out? I mean, there was. You got I, there. What did you have for lunch on Thursday? Did you eat at the Walmart on the way down? I. What did I eat for lunch on Thursday? Were you even in town yet? No, I wasn't in town by that. I, I ended up leaving a, a touch later than I intended. Oh, I ate Earl's Sandwich in the Maryland oh, nice. rest stop. Yeah, it was great. We're, detailed review of the Earl of Sandwich in the yes, Maryland Yes, and the up. Walmart in uh, Maze Landing or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we don't have a whole lot of food reviews. Cause so I, I ate at the, uh, they have a, there's the bakery, the Formica Brothers, for for Micah Brothers. I think that's right. I don't know if that's pronounced correctly, but I ate breakfast there on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Or was it Friday? Where is this? Oh, Saturday. It's near White House. It's near the oh. Annoyance Arts Garage where we were the previous day. Okay. So that's like a pretty famous bakery. They bake all the bread for White House and some other local mm. well-known businesses, I guess. So I had some pastry for breakfast. I love pastries. It was good. It was quite good, actually. Nice. It was cold. I Love remember it. that, too. Because <laughs> I was cold outside, you mean. on that trip. Cold outside, you mean? Yes. Not your pastry. Yes. was cold. No, no. The uh, outside. The walk was cold. Just like the walk to the arts garage the day before was also yeah. quite cold for in, me. In the snow. <laughs> yes. In the snow, in my hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> good, good decisions were made by all on this trip. I meant uh, to bring my coat. I just forgot it. So, very quick, Noise Arts Garage... Um, I thought was was interesting. Not necessarily. Cool. Not, I mean, not someplace I would probably go out of my way. But I'm glad I saw it. Like very interesting. It seems like it was a bunch of vendors where you can buy their art, basically. Um, and then they have pour over coffee and uh, some tea if you want to get tea. I got tea, which I'm not usually a tea drinker at all. You're much more of a tea drinker than I, I got am. tea. Uh, was- yeah. So that was kind of a cool place. 
Um, yeah, it was neat. It was good. I'm glad Bill and Eleanor suggested it, though they suggested that or just meeting us at Caesars, which kind of after talking to them, I wonder if they're like actually preferred would have preferred meeting us at Caesars. But <laughs> we could have taken because it to seems the... like they were kind of interested in seeing what that's all about. <laughs> the shitty the shitty coffee shop upstairs at Caesars. Yeah, yeah we could have walked like to Dunkin' Donuts at one waiter. Valleys or something. Yeah. Uh, what else should we get into? Some room reviews. Um. Yeah, I think that's it for food. So, yeah, I stayed in the Forum Tower both nights. So, what do you want th- to talk about the Rendezvous Tower first, and then we can both talk about the Forum Tower? Yeah, let's start with that. So, the Rendezvous Tower, I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't specifically book a Rendezvous Tower. They they put me in it when I checked in. Um, it is a very big room. Uh, I mean, it's probably not huge if you're used to, like, a big Vegas room or whatever. But it's a, it's a very good-sized room. I I was nervous about it because I've been in the their main ocean tower room and and not really liked it uh with outdated furniture and sort of like a collapsing chair and beat up carpeting and the bathroom looks beat up. The rendezvous tower room, this is just the basic room in the rendezvous tower. Everything was in great condition. Um you know, not like a huge TV or anything, but you know, it's at least a a flat panel (laughs) TV. So it's not Mm -hmm. gigantic. Uh, it, I mean, so it's not, yeah, it's not like a tube TV or anything. And you know, the furniture is in good shape. It looked very nice. The linens were very nice. The view was great. Uh, the carpet was in good shape. The bathroom was immaculate. I mean, I thought the bathroom was amazing, <laughs> um, which obviously I spent a lot of time in there. Less immaculate when I left. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, like very, very nice shower. I always complain about showers. I have zero complaints about the shower at the in the Rendezvous Tower. Um, but like nice big bathroom, dual sink, uh, little counter area like vanity thing next to the sink where the coffee maker's on i don't know about having the coffee maker like that close to the toilet room but um the, my one complaint about the room and and daryl uh daryl McEwen's seven stars insider said the same thing is uh it needs an extra piece of furniture <laughs> like it it feels a little sparse um so you go in there's there's i had a king bed there's a king bed. There's like a a single chair and a little table. The the TV whatever entertainment center is is very very big, especially considering that the TV is not all that big. Um, but it's just like big with a lot of drawers. It, it has like a closet whatever cabinet with hanging where you can hang your clothes. An uh, armoire. Sure, we'll call it an armoire. Um, <laughs> But it could have it could have at the very least used a second chair next to the little table. It really could have used like a chaise lounge or something uh, in front of the window just to fill out the space a little more. And it the art was I mean not, the art wasn't bad, but it needed either another frame somewhere or just bigger art. Like just re- take down the two pictures that were up and put up pictures that are like three times as wide uh just to make it feel a little less sparse but i really liked the room i thought it was extremely comfortable i slept very well which i desperately needed (laughs) and um if and i my thought when i checked out was like if if i could get that room consistently at resorts especially if hard rock is there and 10 is there i would absolutely go out of my way to get that room like i think that's a, a very very good room value 
if you can get it. Obviously, it was Thursday night, so maybe it's much, much more difficult to get on Friday and Saturday. But I really liked the room a lot. And I don't know if you have any thoughts. I mean, you saw it, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I came up because I wanted to see it uh, Friday morning. And I thought it was quite nice as well. Just just to kind of give you some perspective on what the employees think about it. When I went last trip and stayed at resorts for two nights and did the $20 trick, uh, she basically was like, what do you care more about? Like, do you want like a really big room or do you want like the nicest room that we can give you. And so I was like, "Ah, I mean, it's just me. So I don't really care. So just give me the nicer one. But you know, the big room was the rendezvous tower room, which is also quite nice. And then the nice room was the renovated ocean tower room, which is the kind of the room with two bathrooms in it. And, you know, because it's two rooms put together, it's still quite a bit smaller than the rendezvous tower room, despite that, I think. But uh, yeah, those ocean tower rooms are small. I could have used the second bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i mean the rendezvous tower room was very nice and and like i said they're the renovated ocean tower rooms are very nice and the regular ocean tower rooms are super shitty so yeah i mean it's not to say you're getting like you know the ritz or whatever it's not and probably not no no no. the borgata base room is probably like nicer linens and nicer carpeting and nicer yeah for sure it's for sure nicer linens and nicer towels and whatever if you care about the the thread count go to borgata Right. And if, and I think if it was between – if I had to sort of say which is a downright nicer room all around between Rendezvous and the Centurion Tower at Caesars, I would still say Centurion Tower. Oh, it's definitely Centurion. Right. And like like I said, the the renovated Ocean Tower room is, is nicer as well. Yeah. But I, I think – But the Rendezvous was quite nice and it would be a great room if you were like – if you were thinking of like getting a quote-unquote like a suite to like hang out in like if you just had the rendezvous tower room i think that would be enough because there's like so much room there you can play cards in there or you know pre-game or whatever you want to do in a room although you'd need like a couple extra shares or something it needs right (laughs) you sit sit on the floor play cards um but yeah i like the room a lot um i think probably value wise it's pretty good although i don't know what their sort of rates that they charge are i've never paid to stay at resorts (laughs) um but I mean, I would certainly like to see if I could get it more consistently, although I barely played it all at resorts, so maybe I am doomed to never get a rendezvous tower room ever yeah. again. I'm sure it's fine. So Caesar's Forum Tower, which I was in the <laughs> second night, and you were in both nights. And I nights. was in both nights. Any thoughts on the Forum Tower? These so are newly renovated Forum they're, Tower they're rooms. They're newly renovated, so the furniture's in good shape. It's not like, you know, unrenovated rooms where it's like huge gouges out of all the furniture and everything. Um, I thought it was generally okay. I mean, my couple of complaints are my, my main number one complaint is, and this especially was noticeable on Thursday night when I went up at three in the morning or whatever and was kind of drunk and just wanted to sleep, is that they have, for one thing, you know, I think there are two sides. I think you, it's possible to look out kind of into Atlantic city, but I was on the side where you're looking into the Caesars lobby. So it's always super bright coming through your window and the curtain they have is super shitty. So it's like, (laughs) seems like it's the middle of the day in your room all the time, which was very annoying for trying to go to sleep. 
Yes. Uh, that's my main complaint. I'd also say the shower was kind of shitty. I thought the uh, shower was okay. I didn't have any major complaints about the shower. I mean, it, it was okay, but there certainly could be nicer showers. Um, the bathroom, I thought, was very small. And not, like, the renovation kind of missed the bathroom a little, I thought. like mm-hmm. I thought the renovation was very nice, like, the carpeting in the hallways. Uh, I, I say generally, I think the hallways are, like... I mean, there's nothing they can do about this, but it's, like, kind of claustrophobic. Like, the ceilings are all very low as yeah. well. Like, yeah. They were probably like seven, seven and a half. Like I could easily have just reached up and touched them. And I'm not like particularly tall. Yeah, narrow, short hallways. That didn't really bother me. Uh, I mean, what did bother me was the person who walked down the hall multiple times and just did a single knock on every door as they walked (laughs) down the hall, Um, which that person is a fucking asshole Uh, as I was laying there sick, just cursing their name. Um Luckily for me, and like honestly, like even the the sunshine at high noon through my window at all hours of the night, like once I get to sleep, nothing's really waking me up. Mm-hmm. So because I, it also seemed like there were a lot of um, like something that's important in a lot of rooms is like kind of like the other people that you're sharing your floor with or whatever. Yeah, and it I seemed agree. like there were a lot of like party people, younger people than me, who's not especially old in the forum tower where that probably wouldn't be the case in ocean or centurion. But, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm lucky in that once I'm sleeping, like I'm probably not waking up. So, yeah, I was, I was waking up involuntarily, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) for, you know, my own reasons. And, uh, (laughs) I have to say there were definitely like youngish kids in the hall. Like you could hear them running around, um, on the floor above us. I'm assuming those were not adults, but, uh, Oh, luckily I was on the top floor as well. So. Oh, that's yeah, that's nice too. I would say the walls seemed incredibly thin. I heard a lot of people running around. I heard people walking up and down the halls. I heard a lot of talking in the halls and in adjacent rooms, which is very annoying when I was trying to sleep. I would say the noise from the lobby was very, very noticeable unless the heat kicked on, which provided a little white noise and was very nice. So I would say like use download a white noise app on your phone or whatever and just have that running because it'll make it makes a huge difference i mean it's not loud it's just you hear it um which i found kind of annoying when i wasn't feeling good uh my other complaint is that housekeeping on saturday came by at nine in the morning (laughs) which like no one wants fucking housekeeping at 9 a.m on a saturday at a casino like nobody wants that and i will prove it to you because Literally, I, this is what I heard, like, knock, 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 housekeeping, door opens, person says something that I don't hear, and then the housekeeper, annoyed, is like, no sign on door, <laughs> or like, no sign, and then the door closed. And then I heard that exact transaction happen, like, 25 times in a row, because no one wants housekeeping at 9 in the morning. Uh, I luckily had my sign on my door, except I could still hear all of this as though it was right outside my door up and down the hall. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do, I mean, that's just totally on Caesars. Like don't run housekeeping at nine in the morning on a Saturday. I know you need to get all the rooms turned over, but like nobody wants that. Wait at least until 10. <laughs> it is ridiculous. And I was super annoyed about it because I was trying to rest up for a bus ride that I was not sure how it was going to go. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I would obviously take Rendezvous Tower over Forum Tower 10 times out of 10. Yep. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to add about the Forum Tower. It was fine. I mean, it's certainly acceptable, but... I mean, I have, great. I, have, I have toilet complaints that I, that I won't get into. 
Uh, yeah, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> uh, just to say it's not a very nice toilet. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so what else do we have to talk about? I don't think too much. Uh, we talked about the rooms. We talked a little bit about We have to talk game, about Pharaoh's Secret Temple, right? Uh, yeah, I guess we have to talk about Pharaoh's Secret Temple. Um, we talked about how poorly the gambling went. Um, my gambling was actually fairly reasonable, totally within my normal, what I would expect. One thing to point out is that Royal Derby is gone from resorts and is now at Wild Wild West. I did not play it, even though I really wanted to. Um, so I'm sad I didn't get my Royal Derby in, but... Uh, I don't think it's like the same machine. I did wonder, like, did they just take the machine from resorts and put it in valleys, but it doesn't look like the same machine. So uh, if you're at resorts and you walked by and you're like, oh, shit, I wanted my Royal Derby fix, you can walk down the boardwalk a little bit and play at Wild Wild West. Uh, Pharaoh's Secret Temple, Kyle, did you play at all? Yeah, I played two games. I played the exact number of games that I said I would. So I'll let you go first. What are your thoughts on Pharaoh's Secret Temple? So the first game I played, everything was kind of like normal and fine, and I was kind of getting my sea legs under me, and so I played $2 a game, oh, and should, I won. Very quickly clarify, in case you haven't listened to the podcast, Pharaoh's Secret Temple is the new skill-based slot machine from the makers of Danger Arena Game Co., and it is actually replacing some of the Danger Arena machines at Wild Wild West and uh, some of the other casinos. Anyways... Now that I've mm-hmm. interrupted you, go ahead. Thoughts on Danger Arena. So, right. The first game, I was getting my sea legs under me. Whatever. I was playing $2 a game. So, whatever. I was just kind of like figuring everything out. And I won a dollar in that game. Well, I lost a dollar, technically. But I got a dollar back, right? Of my $2 bet. And then the second game I was playing, and I'm like, felt like I was doing better. And then they just started changing my gems into blocks that did nothing. And then I did not win anything. And then I was incredibly angry and cashed out. And that was the end of my danger or my Pharaoh's Secret Temple experience. Never to play again? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know if it was a thing where it is just random that that happens or if it's like, uh oh, this guy's doing pretty well. Like, we need to just change all of his gems into blocks that you can't interact with in any way. But it was incredibly, incredibly annoying and i was like no i'm not i'm done with this yeah uh i played a little more because i actually missed the first bus that i was hoping to get <laughs> so i wandered back to wild Wild west and played some more pharaoh secret temple i ended up playing for maybe like half an hour but um so it's it's sort of like a candy crush or a bejeweled um it's actually very similar to bejeweled i think um where basically you're you're swiping it's a bunch of gems, and you're swiping to make at least three in a row. If you make four in a row, you get some sort of special tile. If you make five in a row, it's even more special. Or if it's like a, it's like an L shape, you can do certain things. Um, there are also like potion tiles that, if you touch them or swap them with another color, it'll like get rid of all of that color, which it doesn't explain to you. You need to read the directions before you play to learn to learn that. Because I played about four games just wondering what the hell these little potion bottles were before I read it um, in the instructions. But I found it very frustrating to play. I thought it was way, way better than Danger Arena, for one thing, but I still found it very frustrating. It doesn't, it doesn't have any. Um, it doesn't have any of the lag issues of Danger Arena. Um, it plays totally fine. But 
I still like I played a bunch. I think I won a dollar. I was I was betting a dollar. I think I won a dollar fifty, meaning like two fifty. So I got my dollar back plus a dollar fifty once, and I think I just lost my dollar every other time I played. And it's frustrating. It's sixty seconds, which like a dollar for sixty seconds, fine, whatever. That's that's actually longer than I would have thought. But I do feel like you rarely win. I don't think they've really nailed the balance of of a couple things. The first being how often you get some portion of your money back versus nothing. Like you just get nothing back all the time, it seems like. And the other thing is um, sort of how much you feel like you have even a chance to win. <laughs> and it, and part of that like, – like there are so many times where uh, – so it's not about just how many how many combinations you make. You have to get these treasures to the bottom of the screen. And if you've played Candy Crush, there are certain levels where it's basically this exact thing. Like you have to get something to the bottom of the screen so that it falls off the screen and you get credit for it. And so if you get four of these treasures off the bottom of the screen, then you get your money back. And as you get more, you get more money. Um, like you said, the tile-changing thing seems totally random and it seems like the danger arena invincible robots of this game like sometimes you'll start and you'll just look at the level and it'll be like well this is like level 200 of candy crush whereas other times you'll start and it's and it's like well this is like level two of candy crush so i'm much more likely to win (laughs) so it does feel a little obvious it is incredibly frustrating when you're like mid game and all of a sudden it's like Oh, we've almost it almost feels like they've changed the puzzle on you, right? Like, oh, all of a sudden now the blocks are like wooden blocks or like now we've just frozen a shit ton of the blocks and it's going to be really hard. Um, so that was kind of weird. And it's frantic, right? So it's it's hard to sort of figure out in 60 seconds like am I even close? Am I not close? And if you can't figure that out, then it's not worth playing. Like it's just because that, that's what the excitement is. Like, oh, I'm close. I'm really – like, it's going to happen. I'm going to win money. Like, I'm, I, need, I just need to get this here to, to win mm-hmm. money. That experience is very rare, and that's a problem. Like, far, far more often, I would get to two or three treasures, and I'd be, like, making combinations, and I'd be like, there are no more treasures on the screen. I don't even know what to do. I've got 15 seconds, and I just need to make as many combinations as I can and hope another treasure even magically appears on the screen from, from like, drops down from the top. And it's like, well, with – 15 or 10 seconds left, I know, already know I can't win because if a, if a treasure even comes onto the screen at this point, I'm not going to have enough time to make moves. Um, so like that excitement that I was hoping to get, like I was hoping they'd sort of nail that like really close to winning. Like a slot machine gives you like bonus, bonus, plays a sound like you're going to get a third bonus and then it's like no just kidding you get nothing <laughs> like that sort of raises your heart rate and it's like very engineered for excitement this slot machine i think fails to do that i don't know i, I don't think i'd really i don't have any interest in playing it much more um just because i think at a dollar a game where your max win is not significant like i'd rather just play slots i'd rather go play buffalo or like let's make a deal or like <laughs> whatever random crappy slot is 10 feet away from the thing yeah i mean i'm certainly not gonna play it again but i did think it was better than danger arena which is just like an abomination of a game it's so. significantly significantly better than danger arena um but i think whatever the internal workings of the payouts 
like is this it's clearly the same like basically mm-hmm. treasures versus robots you need to get a certain number i think the payout structure is just bad i think there i don't know that there's a way to make a good game around it and and that's sort of where my skepticism comes in so i think somebody's gonna nail this thing i just i don't know i'm not high on what game co has done so far mm-hmm Anything else? I think that pretty much wraps up all the stuff we had in our notes to talk about of the trip. I don't yeah, think we have time for the news. <laughs> yeah, I think that that. I mean, it's already like what hour fifteen, so I think we're pretty good. Um, is there anything else you want to say other than it was a bummer of a trip for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely like I was very happy to be on the bus because I was like, I need to get home. And but I was also very sad because I was like, man, I didn't really salvage much of this thing. Uh, but I I feel like I I need a little bit of a do over. We'll see if I can convince the powers that be that I I should get one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry again. I'm sorry to anyone I met who's just like, wow, that guy was super lame. But you know, I have an excuse. I think. I'm sorry to anyone I met that thought that as well, but I have no such excuse. <laughs> just general wallet sadness. It's just how I am. Yeah, gambling sadness is a <laughs> is a sickness. General jerkiness. <laughs> yeah, that's also a sickness. <laughs> An affliction, if you will. So uh, yeah, no, definitely. Thanks to everyone we we met. I mean, I think that next time we're in AC, we're going to try to set something up. Hopefully, with with Daryl. He's someone who mentioned that. You know, when he does interviews, he likes to do them in person. I don't know specifically if he'd be willing to come on our show, but I think that he would if we happen to be in Atlantic City at the same time. So I think that's something that we'd be interested in doing if if he's amenable and if we both end up in the same place at the same time. And hopefully we'll try to set something up with Bill and Eleanor as well, some sort of a, a venture. I don't know if it would be an interview or, or something else altogether, but uh, it was it was definitely great to, to meet all the new people that we met. Yeah, definitely. Um, hopefully we can meet them again when I'm in a little better spirits. <laughs> uh, but I'm still glad I did. I mean, I was, it was actually... And it was good. And even, and like Han's been a, obviously a longtime listener and, and someone who's offered very good constructive criticism of the show, which is just, by the way, for all the listeners, like any sort of feedback you ever have about the show, like we're very interested in, or at least I am personally very interested in. So if you ever have something to say, just post it in our group or send us a Twitter message or whatever. And, you know, I can't promise that I'll always agree with you or kind of take heed of it, but I like hearing everything, at least good or bad, you have to say. Yeah, definitely. And we've, I mean, we've altered the show thanks to feedback. I mean, no, I mean like specifically Han gave us, gave us kind of negative feedback or feedback that of things he thought we could do better to make the show better. And it was something that I did agree with. And I think that we've tried to be better on that account or actually it was specifically for me. So I've tried to be better on that account. Um, yeah, I don't know anything else or should we sign out? Well, just that we've, we've got news that we're going to hold off on. There's some hard rock updates, uh, right. a little bit some about Atlantic the- club fun. Yeah. Big, Big, I guess, big news about the Atlantic Club, although we've been down that road before. Uh, the, the Dolphin Village? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> favorite name? The current name for the future Atlantic Club is the Dolphin Village. We'll have more about that. That'll be a little tease. Uh, there's some Steel, steel Pier news that I, that I tweeted about. Um, 
But we'll get to that on the next episode. So I think we should go ahead and wrap this thing up. So are we going to try to do an episode next week since we have a bunch of news? Yeah, I think we should shoot for that. All right, cool. Episode 40 uh, next week. Jeez. It's going by quick, man. It's hard it to is. believe we've been doing this for... A year and a half. Months, yeah. No, more than that. November of 2015, so... 14 months? Oh, 16 months. Yeah. Mm. You're the math major, Kyle. I can't, you know... Who? I think I thought that years had 10 months. Of course or you I can't. Modular. All right. <laughs> Everything is modular. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. If you'd like to uh, join our Facebook group and interact with either us or any of our listeners, uh, you can do so at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Uh, you can find uh, the podcast or any of our other great and very rare content at do for win.com. Uh, if you're looking specifically for our podcast, you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google play and tune in radio now, as well as on do for win.com. Uh, you just search for do for win or Atlantic city on any of those podcast search engines. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at do for a win or send questions to us at do for win at gmail.com. Any last thoughts? So we mentioned Google Stitcher, iTunes, all that stuff. Uh, I've thought about putting this up on YouTube, which I, I've thought that about that as well. So if, if anybody is actually interested in that, let us know. Cause I would totally do it, but I'm a little skeptical that people are like going out of their way to listen to this thing on YouTube. Um, but if you're interested in it, let us know and you know, we can look into that. I, mean, I think it's a Gmail account, so it should be easy to set up the yeah, I mean, associated YouTube account, right? Yeah, it would be easy, and it would basically be just slapping a logo on the audio file and, and yeah, posting just it, so. slapping our sweet logo of the the uh, Trump Plaza slash Do For A Win headquarters. World headquarters, yeah. That's right. Uh, so if that's the way you get your podcasts and you're wondering why the hell we're not on YouTube, let us know and we'll we'll figure yeah, it we out. Yeah, we can consider it. It is something I've thought of because I know other podcasts do it. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, if that's it, we will hopefully try to uh, get a podcast out for you all next week. As always, thanks for listening, and, and we'll talk to you then. Yeah, good luck if you're going to AC this weekend. Indeed. Hope you have better luck than me. Howdy. It's Wednesday, March 15th, 2017, and... Oh, come on. What the fuck is this? What the fuck? You can't expect me to think on the uh, fly, <laughs> you asshole. I read what's there. You could, I'm mm. like Ron Burgundy. <laughs>